0: impact questions ignite trust, dialogue, discovery, and insight. How often though do we miss the opportunity to unleash their real power in our coaching conversations? How often do we leave the conversation feeling safe that it went well, yet hearing a quiet voice saying that perhaps we didn't quite get to the core of the issue? How often do we, after the fact then, ruminate, think of all the other questions we could have asked, we should have asked instead? Join Rhonda and Dale in this episode as they help you to energize your coaching by sharing guidelines, tips, and techniques that help you as a leader to ask the right questions at the right time in your coaching conversations.
1: Welcome to Conversations for Fearless Leaders, hosted by Dale Lachlan of Trinidad and Tobago and De York of the United States. Join us in our second podcast series as we explore how coaching is an essential skill leaders need to embrace as a powerful leadership strategy. We will cover how you can use coaching to catalyze change as well as accelerate employee and team performance. Listen as we share impactful tools and tips that you can use to immediately enhance your style of leadership. Come journey with us as we share insights and stories drawn from our combined 40 years of experience in business at corporate leadership and as executive coaches. You know, Dale, we and if you enjoyed the journey tuning- episodes that we've done in this series, Leader as Coach, we defined what that meant, what coaching as a leader meant. We established five core beliefs that serve as the foundation for the leader's success. Then we shared five essential steps that they could use in those coaching conversations and even provided a few demos. So today, I think it would be great if we focused on how our fearless leader that's using these coaching techniques can really, let's say, become more intentional and in how they use high-impact questions. And... When they're utilizing those essential steps, think about what really makes a question one that's a high impact and why it's even important. So I think it would be good if we help our leaders be able to navigate those everyday coaching conversations with more ease that they're having with their performers so that they can have more experience of the power of asking the right questions, especially ones that you and I might consider high impact. What do you think? Absolutely.
0: Listening deeply, questioning powerfully, being able to build trust and connecting with other people building good relationships, having quality conversations. These are no longer the soft skills. They have become vital core competencies for successful leaders. And yes, they are hard. Certainly no longer the soft skills, are they? And Rhonda, as I think about the several leaders that I've worked with over the years in helping them to understand what this, their role is as coach, helping them to understand this coach approach to leadership. One of the questions that I've gotten most often is, well,
1: how will I know the right question to ask? What is the right question? Yeah, that's the million-dollar question right there in itself, isn't it? When we talk about make sure you ask the right question.
0: Yeah. I mean, I certainly remember my own days in coach training, going into a coaching session with I, 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 I would have had maybe 50 questions written out on sheets of paper in front of me. But then I realized I became so distracted looking at these questions, trying to figure out which one was the right one to ask that I had stopped listening To the person that I was coaching, whether it was a client, whether it was a performer, because in those early days I was still in leadership roles. So I think that we've got to be able to move beyond that right question to understand it as the question that moves the dialogue forward, that moves the conversation forward while keeping the parties involved feeling safe, connected, engaged. And
1: keeping that conversation healthy. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree with you. I did the same thing. I'd have books out that had questions in them and list and whatever. And it was a big aha and actually a relief when I realized there's no specific prescriptive question to ask. Because every conversation is different, every direct report, team members different. So what is a high impact or valuable to ask one person may not work in the next conversation. So I think, first of all, let's really put that out there, that there's not a specific list and something you said being connected and staying in the present moment is so important and just go by your intuition your experience and what what's your intention what do you how do you want the conversation to end how do you want this person to feel at the end of your coaching conversation and those are the big things to remember and hopefully it will, minimize any stress you might have, if you listen and you're connected, you will come up with the right question. And I think this is a good place, Dale, to give a quote that Albert Einstein said many years ago. And he said, if I had an hour to solve a problem and my life depended on the solution, I would spend the first 55 minutes determining the proper question to ask. For once I know the proper question, I could probably solve the problem in less than five minutes. And that's so true. It's asking the right question that can get us to that high impact answer and or make the biggest impact on whoever we're talking to. And so many times we ignore that advice. And so we hope that one thing that you will remember that how important it is to ask the right question.
0: I think it's one of the reasons why we hold on to the rightness of the question is because we really feel uncomfortable with the ambiguity of thinking, the right question will come to me based on my intention, based on my awareness, based on my presence. These are not things that we feel comfortable doing. However, this is exactly what we need to be doing These are the things that it takes to determine the right question to ask. And these are the things that when we do them allows the conversation to move from that more superficial level to the deeper level, which is where we really become coaches as leaders and where we really are able to optimize the value and the results of our coaching. So, Rhonda, how about you talking to us for a bit about what makes a question a high-impact question then?
1: And this is a great question for you to ask, Dale, and for us to explore because, again, as a coach, I always wanted to make sure I got it right. I was so worried about the person I was coaching to think I was a good coach and I was great. And they got so so much value from our time together. And when I eased up on myself and had the conversation and again, go back to being in the present moment and being connected what I learned through that experience is the right question will come at the right time. So I think that's a good place to start when we talk about what makes a question and high impact question. And it's asked at the right moment, timing. And not only that, we talk about not having judgment and ensuring that our conversations with people, that they have psychological safety, that they have that trust and they feel respected. So that's important to have in any conversation. But when we ask the question, we also need to be aware of the tone of our voice, the words we use, and if we're in a face-to-face or virtual conversation, be aware of our body language, because all those things together, tone, words, body language, all are part of communication and that can send a message. So yes, asking it at the right time, but taking all those other things into consideration too, because then we can be intentional And we're given thought to how the person might feel when they hear the question, what my intention and energy is behind asking the question, and that that gets communicated when I ask the question. What else, Dale? What do you
0: think? You know, sometimes you'd ask a question and you'll see something like an expression just sort of shift or flit across the performer's face. And perhaps they might lean forward and really look at you in the eyes and say, you know, you're making me think that's a good question. I hadn't thought of that before. It's when that question helps the performer to realize, wait, 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 maybe I need to rethink this. Maybe I need to relook at my assumptions. And even to ask themselves well do I have all data here maybe there's more information I need to get maybe there's something else I need to find out it's when the question leads to that kind of thinking on the performer's part that you realize yes that was a high impact question because what you're finding is that, that performer is realizing the kind of movie they Put themselves in, they've made up in their minds about the situation, and that they started to believe, but they realized was not in fact real. And that is when they check themselves, they're able to reframe the thinking, and they're able then to shift to a different conclusion, a different realization and it is from there then it comes the igniting that we talk about the igniting of the dialogue the insight the discovery the creativity and innovative thinking which leads to a, a wanting to take action maybe I should and, and you may not even have had to ask a question in terms of what do you want to do next next the performer may already be thinking well maybe maybe I should be doing this a little differently you know and that's the power
1: of the high-impact question. And it's interesting because I had a coaching conversation with a client earlier today. And as we continued to talk, one of the things this person said is, I probably already know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask you, and they would ask me a question. And so one of them set said, One of the questions I asked is, What makes you even ask that? And I know that seems simple, but the impact was what that person did. It stopped and it goes, Because this is the stuff that I'm telling myself in my head, it's the own movies that I'm creating. And just by asking that simple question, What makes you even ask that question? What's the concern? Had that person stopped and made their own self-realizations, which just made me think that my favorite question is, what's the question behind the question? Because usually people will ask a question, but if I'm in the present moment and paying attention, I get that sense that there's really something else they want to ask me, but they don't really want to ask it that way. And again, if I'm intuitive enough, I spot that and then they'll come out with what the real question is. So that asking questions, which I just realized this, works both ways that even as the person is talking and asks themselves questions themselves, that in itself can be an impact and for the leader to stop and take a moment to really emphasize that and make sure it sinks in that for me is where the high impact and the powerfulness comes We did see at the beginning that this is not a soft skill.
0: We did see that this is hard. It feels hard. It sounds hard. It is something It is a competency we can develop over a period of time, but we've got to try. We've got to experiment with it. And we've got to have that courage to experiment with it. I remember one coach telling me at one stage, you know, really, no question that you ask is the wrong question. It may not be the best question for the moment. Once you stay present, once you stay in the moment, you're going to find the right question to ask. So my question now to our listeners is, well, why should you bother? Why bother with all of this? Well, my answer to you would be because you need to connect and you need to stay connected with your performers in a way that opens up space in which they feel seen and heard, cared for, valued and supported. And if you had any doubts as to how important that is, just look at the literature within the last 12 to 16 months. Just look at the literature. Study after study after study is highlighting the importance of making sure that our people feel Safe and making sure that what they do is aligned. So, where do we go from there? Perhaps one of the things that I might again throw out to our listeners is this Have you noticed that the questions that Rhonda and I have been talking about all start with the word what? you probably won't hear us asking many how or when or where questions. And certainly you may not hear us asking many why questions. Because one of the things we've been taught and we've experimented with and we've learned to do is to frame the question starting with what So let's talk a bit about the types of questions that you might be using. First, of course, start your questions with what. It takes a bit of thinking, eh? but it's really worth it. Ask open-ended questions, questions that then do not require a yes or no answer. Having said that, I would tend to bring a closed question right at the very end of a coaching conversation, where perhaps I'm asking, um, yeah, right at the very end of the question of, of the um, of of the coaching session. There are other types of questions as well. There are questions where we might say, "Well, we need to find out a bit more about how you're feeling right now." On a scale of one to five, where are you now in terms of how engaged you are with this whole concept of using high-impact questions to increase the effectiveness of your coaching conversations? If one is not at all interested and five is, this is super, I really need to find out more about it. Where are you now on that scale of one to five? Where would you like to be? What would being there look like? And then what would you need to do to get there? So what you would have seen is that in that last sequence of questions, we established where the performer is. And we established some other things as well, what the future might look like and what some further steps might might be. There are a couple more like, well, this is one I quite like. What would you do if you knew you couldn't feel? Kind of like that one. Or what would the answer look like if you had it? Sometimes these questions just cause the performer to stop
1: and think. And as they stop and think, the insight comes. Right. It, it, it's like if you had all the money in the world, what would you do? Which- opens up the opportunity to think, imagine, just dream. And even though you may not be able to do the extreme, what can you do? And what would a first step look like? Many times we hear, you don't have to climb the whole mountain in one step, just take the first step. So It's the movement. And that's what you were talking about at the beginning when we even ask questions. How do we keep the conversation moving forward? How do we keep the performer moving forward, improve, increase whatever our intention is? And so really, if we keep that in mind, that in itself can help us to phrase the type of question. And yes, avoiding the why question because it puts the person on the defense. Why would you even ask me that? I feel like I have to defend myself versus what's your thought process when you mention that concern? Just again, how we phrase it, the words we use make a difference in how the question is received and ensures that psychological safety, hopefully that the person feels no judgment in however they answer. And that comes from that trust and respect. So the questions don't have to be filled with lots of words, they don't have to be prolific. I have asked questions with clients using one word or a couple of words, something they would say about my concern is blah, blah, blah. And I went, concern? What concern? Now, that's not a long worded question, but it has a high impact if I'm listening and I hear that word concern that I might interpret as fear or resistance and give that person the opportunity to talk about that and get it out so that they can move forward. Just a couple more guidelines before we wrap up.
0: Don't stack your questions. Just ask one at a time. And secondly, don't overuse the questions either. You really don't want the conversation to turn into an inquisition. It is a conversation some where you are exploring with the performer. So that being the case, Rhonda, what do you think our challenge to our listeners
1: today might be? Well, I think we can make it simple and just tell them to listen And as we've said many times, reflect back on the conversations that you've had. Maybe even journal or take notes on some of the questions you've asked. Be aware of your conversations. And when you ask questions, what reaction do you get? Because I think that's where we will build our skill set of asking questions as you, our leaders, learn to see the impact of the questions that you ask. And if a question doesn't land well the first time, there's nothing wrong with going back and going, okay, let me rephrase that. I didn't like the way it came out and say it again. Remember, we are not looking for perfection. We want you to try. And the more you practice, the better you get. And being aware of what you're saying, the reactions that you get, staying in that present moment, that leads to success.
0: Absolutely. So. Listeners, reach out to us. Let us know what questions you have about questions as you listen to yourself, as you listen to yourself in your conversations, and as you listen to others in conversation with you. Connect with us. We'd be delighted to hear from you at www.conversationsforfearlessleaders.com. See you soon.